Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Tony Marchese. We are here after a 3-2 victory. The White Sox pull this one off by the skin of their teeth. Tony, Ronaldo Lopez, man. He's been doing it. He's, I gotta say, I gotta he's say, been doing it. Before I even let you start talking about this, after your last appearance on Socks on Tap, where I was just blatantly ripped for my picks to click, made it feel like you took me out to the tool shed and whipped my ass, I do want to say, screw you, buddy, because I got the pick to click tonight, okay? I took Eloy, smacked a homer. I said Ronaldo was going to do good, and then I said Nova was going to do good the other night. So I'm 3-0 and right now, so take that. Hey, you ever heard of the Marchese bump? <laughs> where I where I talk shit about somebody and then all of a sudden they start to perform. Yeah, is that what it, happened with me? It lives on. <laughs> That's all I gotta say right there. I was trying to help you. I appreciate. I was it. trying yeah. to help you. I didn't mean any harm. All I was trying to say was like, you were you were sucking it up a little bit, and then I said some words, and now all of a sudden, guess who's back on the hot seat? Yeah, you know, I just you should I go to that. Casi- you should go to a casino with me. You know, and right before fact, we right before we go, I'm just gonna talk a bunch of shit about how you you can't bet and things are gonna be bad, and you'll probably walk out a winner. I mean, that's it's true. I you know what, man? I've never been to a casino. I'm 28. Really? Yeah, never well, been to a casino. Like a, this sounds like a great night for for on I, t- I told you all my money's hidden in a special place. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like all. you're like one of those like uh, those people who lived through the Great Depression where you stash your money everywhere. Yep, I got holes dug all over this, all over this state. God, I got it buried in special places. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's let's move into this thing, man. So Ronaldo Lopez comes out, gives us six, uh, six and a third there, and you know he looked good. He uh, he struck out three. His strikeout numbers are starting to kind of plateau there a little bit, tone. But I mean, he's got good control. You know, one of the things that you've heard me say over and over again is that I like when Lopez strikes out six or more. I was okay with this tonight. He only gave up six hits. He did walk three, but the the strikeout numbers weren't there. You're right. And and for some reason, I don't want to say this is going to trend into into bad Reynaldo because he was effective tonight. Yeah. With with the only with the only three strikeouts. Um but we did see this a little bit earlier this year when the strikeout numbers started to go down. Things started to happen that weren't so good for Analdo Lopez. I don't want to see that happen. I'm hoping next time he gets back out there, he can kind of correct it. But he improves to 7-9 and nine on the year. Um, he doesn't get a ton of run support. We've seen the White Sox offense outside of uh, what happened with the A's yesterday. 
the White Sox offense over the past week has been pretty fairly good. It's it. I mean, it was Detroit, but they were scoring a lot of runs, and you you've kind of seen that dry up just a little bit. Um, but it was Reynaldo Lopez on the mound today. He normally doesn't get too much. Three runs is 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 probably very generous for Reynaldo, and he was able to work within what he had. And you know the guy didn't even give up anything to uh, to put it in jeopardy while he was on the mound. Uh, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about the ninth inning in just a minute here. But um, overall, pretty impressive performance from Reynaldo Lopez in my mind because man, Oakland's just had our number for so long. Well, Oakland's a very talented team. Yeah. You know their offense, their pitching is good, and you know it's just it was nice to see the White Sox come out here and play good baseball against a competitive team, you know, and, and showing that we can pick up some wins against competitive teams. You know, Louis Garcia got the, got it started tonight there. You know, uh, he had Lurie scored in the bottom of the, or yeah, the bottom of the third, I believe after he, didn't he steal like two bases? Yeah. He, he stole yeah, second he stole base. Second, stole third. There was, and let's talk about a little bit about that play. He steals second base and, uh, he was probably out. And that's what the broadcast was saying, that uh, on the review, it looked like he got tagged out on that steal attempt. Call comes back from New York as safe. Kind of a gift there for the White Sox. We don't see those all the time, so let's appreciate the gift when we get one. He immediately goes and steals third base, and there's an overthrow into left field. Now, he slid in to third and was a little slow to get up, so I was I was kind of concerned that, you know, the play at the plate may not happen. But if if he had been running, just a little bit or up, just a little bit quicker and running, he would have been home no problem. So I was a little worried there, but he ends up making it home. Everything's good. They were running all over Oakland, and they were producing runs in a way that you know you don't even need the bat. So that was that was good to see there from from Luray. Um I just I love it because anytime the guy does something good, I'm able to post that picture of, of Johnny just <laughs> holding up the jersey and just the pure elation on the kid's face when when he's holding that jersey up. Oh, it, yeah. it just looks like he's back to being like five years old. And I see this with my own son holding up the Tim Anderson jersey. It's just it's it's the joy on Johnny's face holding up that Garcia jersey. And I have to post that picture every time Garcia does something good because that's just that's just raw fan emotion right there from Johnny, and I, I love it. And I'm going to continue to do so every time Garcia does something well. Well, Lurie's hustle definitely you know gets him a bunch of fans uh, here on the south side. They love the way the guy plays, and obviously that's great. Stealing you know getting his 13th and 14th stolen bag and being able to score that's huge. And then in the fifth inning, we had our second run. And that was from an Eloy Jimenez bomb on Eloy Jimenez bobblehead night. So it was nice to see him put the bat on the ball. I had tweeted out, I believe, or I had said last night, it was either I said it or I tweeted it, that uh, Eloy was going to hit a home run and a double tonight. Well, I got the home run. so I'd take, take that it. over the double. Yeah. I, so would, he, I would definitely take that over the double. That's, let's that's hope there's sure. more things to come here from for Eloy. And then uh, my favorite run of the game that was scored, which was the third run, the third and final run for the White Sox, in the bottom of the seventh is when Tim Anderson scored all the way from first on a Wellington yep. Castillo single. That was – man, 
Well, Timmy was Timmy running. Was Timmy was running on the pitch. Timmy was right, definitely running right. on the pitch, so that helped him just a little bit. But man, the guy's got some wheels. And this is this is something I wanted to get into uh, tonight was the fact that when Tim Anderson's on base, he's such a threat to do things like this, scoring from first base on a single. Now, granted, it's a Wellington Castillo single, which is probably a double for most others, but <laughs> scoring from first base on a single. That is that is cool and tough. That that takes a lot of talent. That takes a lot of speed. That takes great base running ability and, and just know how. It, it also takes sometimes an, a, an aggressive send. But Timmy wasn't gonna not go for home on that. That um, and it's regardless, violent. If, yeah, regardless if Capra held him, I, I feel like Timmy was probably going there. He wanted to score. He had one thing in his mind on the hit and run that was called there, and that was scoring. So, you know, I, I love I love when Tim Anderson is on base. And I was kind of looking at this last night. Um, was Tim Anderson's on base percentage? And I don't know what it is to finish today's game, but Tim Anderson has an on base percentage just barely over that batting average. And I'm trying to pull up his stats right here. It's on, 340. His, his on base percentage is 348. His uh, batting uh, his batting average is 325. Okay. So he's he's given about 20 points there. Right. Now, you usually like it to be about 30. Yes. And that's so. Tim Anderson's walk rate, man. He has only walked, I don't think he walked today, he's only walked nine times this yeah. entire season. And that's not getting the job done for me, Buzz, because imagine if that OBP was 30 to 40, maybe 45 points higher. That's a lot of Tim Anderson on base, and you know what that means? A lot of runs. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's something that I would love to see Tim Anderson work on is a little bit of that plate discipline. You saw it. In his last at bat, the one at bat that he struck out in tonight, where he was chasing that pitch down and away, if he could just lay off some of that stuff, and and maybe maybe it's talking to a guy like uh, Moncada if if they can communicate. I don't know if uh, Moncada's speaking full English. I don't think Tim Anderson speaks Espanol, but there's got to be a translator in there. Get Yohan Moncada's plate approach to Tim Anderson, and you've got an amazing ball player right there. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to develop that. I think he's he's far too aggressive to really change that up. But I would love to see him add some walk to his game because if he's walking a little bit more, I feel like he's going to strike out a little bit less. He's going to be on base a ton more. And right now, he he's probably the only, besides Adam Engel, and maybe a little bit of Moncada, steal threat for the White Sox. And I, I just feel like when he's on base, it, it just destroys opposing pitching. And oh, I just he's, want to see threat. him on base more. Because, Buzz, I feel like that average can probably come down 20 to 30 points, maybe a little bit more, and you probably have your average Tim Anderson instead of your overperforming Tim Anderson. And if that average slides, so does that OBP, and all of a sudden you're not producing 
what you have this year. So right. he needs to add a little bit of walk to that game. Thoughts? No, I agree with everything you're saying. I think that's then a common theme for Tim Anderson this year amongst White Sox fans is that, yeah, he's playing real good right now. You know, he's batting 325. He's coming off his injuries, raised that average about, I think, 11 points, 10 points here in the last, uh, you know, week and a half since he's been back. Because at one time, I think he fell to 313. So he's back up at 325. Obviously, a uh, on base percentage of 348 is damn good, but. It could be even better, and I understand that you know walking nine times isn't uh, it's not great. So you know if he can get on base more and be more of a a threat there to score runs, then you know more power to him. That's what we need. So moving in to the ninth inning, which is where some of the action really started here, is because we had a shutout going till it was three nothing. Um, you know our bullpen squad came in today. Uh, Evan Marshall struggled a little bit. He was uh, he walked to. Um, in uh, just a third of an inning, there he just he yeah he just got one out, walked two, um, and then Aaron Bummer came in with a, in a bases loaded situation, and uh, he got out of that, he got out of that, which was real nice, and then Alex Colome comes in, and he uh, he walks two, he let up two hits and two runs. Um, th- this was a uh, a. Dangerous, dangerous time and almost a blown save for Alex Calame, Tone. What was going on there? You know, I don't I don't really think it was Calame completely here. Ryan Goins, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I, I was I was actually out playing catch with the kid today. We were doing some ground ball work and he kept going to the side and trying to pick at stuff. And one of the things I was telling him is, man, you just got to knock that ball down. Get in front of it. If it hits you, it hits you. If it bounces high on you and you take one off the collarbone, the neck, the face, whatever, that that's going to happen. But going to the side of the ball is lame and weak. You know, you've seen a few shortstops over the, over the course of the past few years kind of employ this style. But it really leaves you up to the fact that if that ball takes a hop, man, you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed because you're not there to use the body to knock that ball down, you know? Yeah. And when you see this ball come at Ryan Goins today, there was plenty of time for him to kind of pivot that body and get in front of the ball. And at least if it takes a hop over the glove – your chest is right there to knock that ball down, and it's in front of you. And, you know, maybe maybe a run scores or something off of whatever happens, but you you don't give up two runs and, and let stuff get back to the point where now all of a sudden we're in, uh, you know, heart attack watch mode. Yeah, that's where I was at. I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is... This is fundamental baseball, Buzz. Just get in front of the ball. Right. You're a major leaguer. Oh, ever since I picked Ryan Goins, I picked a click. He, I, I've derailed his career. I don't think that's the case. I hope not. I, I don't think that's the case. You just need me to start sh- talking about Ryan Goins in a, in a negative light. Right. We talked so highly of him over the last few times. Um, 
you know, he's had some productive games. And I think I think for a third baseman to kind of play the side of the ball like that, I don't know, it just didn't it, the, the play didn't look right to me. It just felt like there was a way far more way far better way to handle that ground ball than what he did. And that's frustrating, especially at the major league level. You know, you know, maybe at double A, triple A, you can correct some of that stuff. But this is probably a reason why Ryan Goins is not an everyday starter. Right. You know, and that's that is what it is. Oh, even with that little hiccup, Alex Colomay is able to pick up his 23rd save of the year. And I'll take that. And you have anything else you want to touch on for this game here, Tony? I think we hit offense real well. I think that we hit the pitching real well. And I'm ready to move into tomorrow if you are. Yeah, no, I, I don't really think there's much else just besides the fact that we beat the Oakland A's. Right. So You know, like that, that's that's a huge accomplishment. We put ourselves in a chance where we can win another win, win another series here, and uh, that's what I want to see happen. So let's talk about tomorrow's ballgame. Well, who do we got on the mound, man? Tomorrow on the mound, we've got Lucas Giolito going up against Chris Bassett. Giolito coming in 12 and 5, 344 ERA with 158 strikeouts on the year. Um, Chris Bassett, 7 and 5, 380 and 101 strikeouts. Uh, slight edge here, I think, to Lucas Giolito, if, uh, if I do say so myself. Uh, what are your thoughts on the pitching matchup that we got here tomorrow, Buzz? Oh, well, I mean, Bassett's no joke. I mean, 7 and 5, 3.80. You know, ERA, 106 and two-thirds innings pitched, 101 strikeouts. Let up 16 home runs on the year. He's walked 39. Uh, going up against our ace this year. You know, I mean, he struggled a little bit, but he's starting to get it back. Lucas Giolito, 12-5. and five. You know, come out tomorrow, man. And it's just like I said, it's the same story time at time and time again. I'll say it every time after every episode. If the White Sox pitching more times than not can hold, you know, Oakland and their dangerous offense to two to three runs and we're gonna we're gonna have a good time so hopefully Giolito can come out here you know and uh continue get on a little run here beat beat Oakland take this series and call it a day so that's what we need yeah I I like I like this winning series thing that we've been doing lately yeah it's fun I like to win it is, winning series is cool and tough. you know winning series is cool and tough taking two out of three I am completely happy with. I think that uh, I think they've put themselves in a good position to do so. That's what I want to see happen, and we'll just we'll have to wait it out and see what what happens. But Buzz, if we can beat Oakland in a series this year, I don't know about you, but after the shellacking that they gave <laughs> us earlier, and especially to start the second half, back in the AJ Reed era. The AJ Reed era, wow! I would, I would just be so ecstatic tomorrow. Yeah, I would. I'd love to pick up a, a series win against Oakland. Oakland's a great team. Um, you know, they they've been playing great this year, and it'd be nice to you know just beat a a plus five hundred team. You know, and especially one that kicked our ass earlier in the year. You know, to kind of get that one back a little bit. So uh, tomorrow, I'm looking for our stars to be effective. Uh, I picked Eloy as a pick to click today, and he uh, he smacked a home run. Tomorrow we're gonna see Tim go. We're gonna see Tim go yard. He's got that swagger back about him, Tone. There's just something about him right now that he just 
I'm feeling it. So I'm, I'm hoping that he picks it up, and I'm going to go TA7, man. There you go. I, I like that. Um, I'm going to have to go with Garcia. Tomorrow. Lurie. Yeah. I'm going like to go. I'm going to go Lurie. Um, he, he just does the little things sometimes that kind of like tonight, you know, just get you on the board. I think he's going to carry that momentum into tomorrow. And, and I'm just, I'm mad that I didn't make a pick tonight. And if I did, it would have been Lurie and it would have worked because Lurie's cool and tough, but, um, I'm going to have to take him for tomorrow. That's what I'm going right. to do. So who, who, who are our picks brought to you by buzz? Our picks are brought to you by secondcitypicks.com. That is secondcitypicks.com. You can follow them on Twitter at secondcitypicks. Usually, when you go to their Twitter, they will have what they are, uh, or their website, they'll tell you what game that you could pick the score of. And then there's a tiebreaker there, either usually for the Cubs and or Sox, whatever game they're doing. If you pick the correct score and the tiebreaker of the runs, you can earn yourself a gift card to a fine eating establishment in the Chicago land area. Again, that is at secondcitypicks.com and you can follow them on Twitter at secondcitypicks. Beautiful. Thank you. I do. I love, to I, do. I love food. I love food too. I love food almost as much as I love listening to you read an ad. Thank you. I, I do close. my best. Yeah. I, I do. I do my best. And you know what? You know, what's awesome. After you go and you put your scores in, at Second City Picks, you can go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. So, I mean, you just have a good time, man. You pick a score of a game, you might win. Maybe get some Chipotle. You, you know, just go to peruse Ch- the internet, man. Yeah, then you just go cruise the internet and go to ontapsportsnet.com and start reading some awesome articles and listen to some badass podcasts. There it is. You know, I, like I mean, that. It sounds just, like a great night. And while does. you're doing it, you might as well crack them. Yeah, crack them. Just crap, you know, crack a couple, you know. Shit, we'll throw our guys in there. Crack them and 108, you know? It's a nice time. It'd be a nice time. It is. You can read about the Bears. You can read about UFC. You can read about our a lot UFC of stuff. Our UFC content, for real, like, we're going to take a minute right now. Our UFC content is is pretty dope over here on, on Tampa Sportsnet. You know, we, uh, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of those guys because, I mean, I'm learning. I'm a big UFC fan in general, and I'm learning reading from them. And I'm not even. That's not. I'm not even trying to shameless plug the the site here. Like seriously, it's very good content. It is. It so absolutely I, is. Yeah. Um, welcome back to On Tap to uh, Mr. Tyler Jones, and uh, we've got Tyler Jones and our guy Pat Bodeway. He goes by P Bodes. Um, yeah, P Bodes, man. Yeah, he, they're both they're both putting out great content. Excellent dudes. Excellent dudes. And yeah, that that's not even just us trying to plug it. That's if if you're into UFC. Go check these guys out, and they've got a podcast that's going to be coming too. I I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I mean, they they stuff. they don't only, only talk UFC. I mean, they're they're talking you know all all uh, MMA, which is just fantastic. You know, they they're very educated in, on it, and uh, I, I believe Peabody's had the uh, article today breaking down uh, tonight's fights. So, like I said, go if you if you're into that, you love the White Sox, and you have two 55 inch TVs in your basement like I do, and you got the fights on one and the socks on the other. Be sure you scroll on your phone and check out Peabody's article about uh, tonight's fights. Very good. Yeah, Very good stuff. Excellent. Um, Buzz, it's always yes. it's always a good time when we get to hop on the mic and, and just, talk White yeah. Sox. I, it I is. It. I just ate a whole bag of Skittles. Yeah, I could tell. Because he, yeah. was, he was asleep before we started this episode. Yes, I was. He I was, was passed out. He was definitely asleep, and I had so, to wake him up. So it was, it was game over for me. But now I just ate a whole bag of let – me, let me plug these real quick. These are pretty good. Um, dark Skittles. 
and um, I heard they're very good, so I recommend these. So hopefully we're get plugging this. we're plugging Skittles now. Yeah, on socks on tap. Yeah, taste the taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is the uh, the off the rails segment uh, of yes. socks on tap. But Buzz, it's always a pleasure to hop on the mic with you and and, and discuss a White Sox winner. I, I love it. It's it's always a good time. Um, obviously, we don't have to uh, spend half of the episode talking about what we're we're pissed off about and and so forth. But uh, that's really all I have for you tonight, man. I, I don't know if you've got anything else that you want to discuss in the White Sox world. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back at it again tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, if, if you and I are back at it tomorrow afternoon, just to give a little uh, sneak peek to everybody tomorrow. I don't. I'm not going to do it now because I'm a little tie tie. Um, but tomorrow for sure, totally I want to tell break. you you have a kid. Yeah, I'm about, why I, I said tie tie on air, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Ah, god damn it, that's embarrassing. Yeah, um, anyway, fine. okay, it's fine. Um, I, I want to break down those Rick Hahn Twitter comments uh, tomorrow. And okay. uh, I, I know that's more of a Chai Sox weekly thing, but since the you know the series is ending, I kind of just want to get my thoughts out about that. So, right, so we're gonna do that tomorrow. We're gonna we do are. that tomorrow. We are. You and I, we're gonna break down some of that stuff that went down at Reggie's. Um, we'll get prepared. I've listened to the episode. I think that uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, go check out the NBC Sports White Sox Talk podcast, and then we can uh, we can we can air it out a little bit. I think that's a good way to say it. We can Absolutely. It but other than that, the only other thing I have left is let's go White Sox. Let's go Sox.